This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Uh, rip it, Dan. And again, I assume that Dan has matched that up perfectly because there is no theme song playing live right now. And so, you know, he's, he's been very pro. kind. He's been very he's kind to me. He's, yeah. he's made me look like a professional as well, yeah. uh, which is the key thing in all of this. Absolutely. Um, so thank you to Dan. Shout out, salute to producer Dan for always matching me up to the audio. I don't know if the theme song is still playing as I'm talking. I can only guess that it is, that we're getting close to the end. I think we're at the end right uh, about now. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. Uh, this is episode number 97. Wow. Uh, getting very close to the big one double O. And uh, we have a great, a fantastic guest here to help us celebrate this momentous occasion. Uh, you uh, may be familiar with her work on ESPN. She currently writes for The Atlantic and hosts her own podcast. Jamel Hill is unbothered. Jamel Hill is here. Hi, Jamel. Hi, Jamel. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is uh, this is nice. You know, we don't uh, we don't get too many guests on the show that um, just uh, we tweet at them and then they're like, yeah, uh, I'm down. Get, let's do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was a nice, uh, a nice surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, happy to go against the grain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we appreciate it. I mean, um, I, I do want to say like, I, I, let's just get this out of the way right off the top. So you, so you had tweeted about, uh, about being blocked and we're, we're going to get to your block tail later on. So we don't have to talk about that specifically. But then I said, you know, Jamel, come on the show. You said, let's do it. Um, and then for the next three days, uh, my mentions uh, looked like someone had poured a massive amount of gasoline onto my Twitter account and set it ablaze. Uh, is this, is, is that just every day for you on Twitter? That's just every day. Yes. Yeah, I, I was going to say, welcome to my world. That's, <laughs> no, that's called Thursday for me, basically. Um, no, I mean, it, it is, it, it, it's what I've accepted as a part of the deal of being on Twitter in particular. Uh, I think all forms of social media give you, a different sense of who consumes that media, what the personality of that media is like. And as you know, most days on Twitter, you probably open it up and feel like the stupid people have won. So um, for me, because so many people consider me to be polarizing, I guess that's the only word I can think of, that unfortunately, when I do respond to kind people as yourself, you get drugged up into the fifth circle of hell with me. (laughs) So... Uh, I apologize. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> to be fair, like it was fine. It was fine for me. It was more just me feeling like, oh my God. Like it was me feeling for you. It wasn't me feeling sorry for myself. I, I thought it was, I mean, it was only three days for me. It was like a little vacation. <laughs> and like, it felt like I was in Charlottesville or something. Like this must've been what it was like if you're just standing in the, in the main intersection in Charlottesville. Uh, it's, it's like, I, I will occasionally post uh about politics i'll post like you know anti-trump stuff occasionally and i i feel like most of the people who follow me agree with me um and so i'm not getting and i've muted maybe a hundred thousand people so that helps too (laughs) i haven't gotten anything like like absolutely uh awful like it's not like a a regular thing and I, i just feel like obviously very like lucky and uh and i i feel like bad that i can just like post like you know when when you post about how the bad president is bad and people get mad at you for that like that's that's not an opinion that people should get mad at you for you know well it it would be fine if it was just you know disagreement in the context in which you said it if they were just like oh you're wrong this and that but typically when they disagree with me they like to call me racist while also calling me a racial slur which i i find to be very fascinating (laughs) with how that works um i'm like but okay you know so uh, so there's that part of it. And look, I mean, we have a very polarizing, you know, president right now. And despite monstrous evidence and a wide array of evidence to suggest exactly the character of who he really is, there are a lot of people who 
I don't even call it in denial. I think at this point, they just are basically in lockstep with him. I mean, the, his supporters can't say they were duped or that they were somehow led astray or this was a surprise. It's like he's kind of been the same since the beginning and they have chosen to support that. And so it often, with, this is the most divisive time in American politics in this country period that since I've been alive. Um, I, I realized my mother went through something far worse because uh, she was born in 1957. So she was coming of age during the civil rights movement. So it was obviously a lot more intense in many respects, but there's just a lot of similarities till then until now. And unfortunately we have this thing called social media. So we're much more aware of how maybe even some of the minority voices, or we think they're minority voices, of, we know exactly how loud they can be. And so, um, you know, I have, luckily for me, I didn't, I'm more of a social media uh, immigrant in the sense of like, this is not, I more than half my life was spent not even having social media exist. And I think that has given me a healthy perspective on it. It's just something that I don't necessarily have to do. I do because it it's obviously good in terms of furthering your work and exposing people to your work and also being exposed to guys like you. Like you and I, we're not on this podcast right now if you don't reach out to me on social media. So it's it for as many of uh, of the down moments you may have or for as many times as you get exposed to literally the worst segment of people in our society. It also has some bright moments of like when I can be on block party. <laughs> wow. I mean, they, a bright moment for us too, we must say. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think like mostly my mentions are just people who, um, you know, like want to talk about like my penis and stuff. That's like, usually, like the, they'll, yeah, they'll get, they'll, they'll get into it about that. They'll, they'll say stuff like, uh, oh, you're, you're a comedian. You don't seem very funny to me. Oh, that's, that's, the big, that's the big one. So you get, yeah. yeah. So you get the, you get the being called racist while also being called a racial slur, which I would argue is worse. However, when you put comedian in your bio, mm. uh, that is like, that's like their go-to. That's like, they, they love to say that. Wow. For a, a comedian, you, you sure can't take a joke. And, and I, like, I think like, the well, other thing too, the N word. So what, what are we talking about here? That wasn't, that wasn't funny to me or anyone else. I think the other thing as well is that all three of us have the blue check mark which uh, for, I guess there's the algorithm. So your posts are going to be seen much more if you're like replying to someone or whatever, but uh, it also drives uh, a certain segment of the population, uh, certain political supporters, absolutely insane because they'll be like, well, I haven't heard of you. So why do you have a blue check mark? And the thing I always say about that is I'm glad you don't know who I am. Like if you knew <laughs> who I was and why I had the blue check mark, I would not be doing a good job with what I want to be doing. So <laughs> you're yeah, like the, the Sacha Baron Cohen of Twitter. As soon as someone knows you're Borat, then it's over. <laughs> cool. Sorry, you, you, you were, you were saying, I, I interrupted you. Say you yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I was going to say that, you know, it, it is there, there is a certain amount of vitriol that is aimed at what they call blue check mark Twitter. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people who feel like that you're the ones that decided your own check mark because, like, I didn't petition to get this check mark. It just was given to me. You're in media. You're in a public, um, you know, you're in a public domain. You have a platform. It's like that's kind of what comes with it. And so they try to act like that you're somehow saying that you're better than them. Uh, I mean, I am, but still, that's the thing. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, 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 that's right in I my bio. Decided, yeah. Right, exactly. I wasn't the one who decided that. It's just like, <laughs> yo, they just decided I'm better than you. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> I definitely applied for mine. So I don't know what that says about me. I was in, when they had that like six months where you could apply and I just like made it up. I was just like, oh, John Cullen, very common name. And I mean, there could be, there could be a John Cullen out there who says he's a comedian, but he's not as funny as me. So, <laughs> you know, like that's, I got really, I got really deep into it and um, they let, they let me have one and here we are. So I don't deserve it though. I don't, I only have 7,000 followers. No one's like double, no one's double checking. No one's like, is this the right John Cullen? No one gives a shit. At I all. got the mine only- for, for working at a, at a media company that no longer, well, it doesn't exist in Los Angeles when I lived there. And now I just have it as it just, it's just there now. And I, I do the podcast. I have the Twitch stream. Uh, so based on those things, I don't know if I necessarily deserve it. Uh, but it does. It drives people absolutely up the wall, uh, and it drives people who also have the blue check mark up the wall 
Um, I saw they feel like they earned theirs, right? Like that's their, they're <laughs> like, I earned I've, my blue check mark, but your I've, blue check mark was a piece of shit, and you didn't deserve it. I've I've seen that a few times. Uh, I've seen it just used as like uh, as as just like an insult. Like like Nate Silver was was talking about today, and this is a very funny moment. I don't know if if you saw this today, Jamel or John, but Nate Silver uh, tweeted. Uh, he said, "It seems like the mood among the blue check marks here has drifted a bit too liberally. From there's a plausible chance of some very bad outcomes to Trump is for sure going to steal the election, and you're all sheeple for thinking otherwise." That was six hours ago. Uh, and then five hours uh, after that, he quote tweeted uh, a video of President Trump saying, uh, hey, we should destroy all the ballots uh, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. And he said, oh, OK, this is actually pretty bad. Uh, so, <laughs> you think? Yeah, <laughs> I like that today was his turning point. Right. Like up until uh, before today, he was like, you know what? you guys, we got to be a little, we got to be a little more in the center here. And then that was somehow the tipping point for him. And, and that is one of my favorite genres of posts is, is when you do like the side-by-side -side comparison of uh, someone saying or doing something months earlier. And then something that happens a few months later, that's them like, Oh, I, I was obviously completely wrong. This was within five hours of, of that happening. Uh, and it's just, it's just incredible. Like that you wouldn't think that was possible. What, what would, would, what's so kind of disturbing slash if this were not my country, I would probably find it funny if I lived in another country. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> is that, um, you know, it, it, it amazes me that every time that people continue to show amazement about what he will say or do. And I'm like, he's literally been telling you for months that he's going to steal the election. I mean, the post office was an enormous example that proved he is trying to steal this election. And he has said consistently that he will do this. So I, I'm always amazed with the president in particular when people finally reach that last line. I'm like, so like the other 92 examples of his crazy were not enough? But no, yeah. once he came for Bumblebee Tuna, then you decided, hey, guess what? This is it for me. It's like, what? <laughs> It's there's that the, the other one that I really like is when people are like uh, when 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 Trump uh, like salutes uh, a veteran and then, you know, uh, goes back to to posting at, at three in the morning uh, and then Joe Scarborough or whoever is like, oh, he was actually incredibly presidential. You know, oh. I got to give him credit. <laughs> right. uh, and to me, that's like, uh, you know, how with a dog, you have like a tennis ball and you can like fake throw it. And the dog just like keeps falling for it over and over again. And that's what that is to me is is Trump. Uh, is, is Trump like saluting someone or kind of like looking at a, at like a tombstone and, and like grimacing sort of, and then everyone's like, Oh, I guess, you know what? Maybe he's, he's getting it now. It's like four years after he hasn't got it at all. Uh, and that happens a remarkable amount of times. I feel like you could go, uh, on, on Twitter right now and see that happening from, from someone in the media being like, eh, maybe this time he gets it. Well, the thing is though, what's annoying about that is that it's never actually for something that outs that would be considered actually outstanding. It's actually just behaving like a normal person, right? And he gets so much credit whenever he does this. And I'm like, you realize that you have established what the floor is and you've made the floor the ceiling, to quote Michael Jordan. Like you have you have done this, right? So it's it, like he was getting credit because he didn't trash Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm like, no, that's not something you get credit for. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. The woman is dead and she served this country faithfully on the courts for, you know, almost 30 years. Like, you don't get credit for not trashing her when she's dead. So they were saying that was some sign like, oh, he gets it now. Like, no, he just isn't behaving um, as, mu as, as much of an asshole as he usually is. Yeah. So you don't get like credit for only being is a 1.5 on the scale of one to 10 of being an asshole. Like you don't, that's yeah. not how that works. Okay. That's, well, that, that, that's just his cheat day of, of not taking Adderall. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to me too. Cause like I, you know, I'm, I'll be 35 this year and I can remember when like being president was, was like a serious thing. Like the goal, like the goalposts, <laughs> like the goalposts have moved so much. Like, like I can remember being, you know, like 10 years old and there'd be articles where it'd be like, you know, so-and-so presidential candidate. We've done some digging when he was 15 years old. He told his biology teacher to fuck off. And you know what? We just don't think he can lead the country. I mean, that is just, he told the biology teacher to fuck off and then he cheated on Jane same week. So don't think he can be prez.
Yeah. You know, and then you flash forward to 2020. It's like Trump walked down a five set of stairs successfully. He made it all the way down <laughs> from top to bottom. Didn't fall. Didn't do anything. Congratulate. Like what a prez. What it wasn't a even stairs. It was, it was a ramp, which is stairs on easy mode. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, it, it is honestly like remarkable that he's done that. Like that it's only taken him four years and we, the bar is on the bar. couldn't be, it, it's so far below the floor now. It's just insane. Like that, that part is nuts to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can't, I don't know. I, I can't square with that part of it in, in particular. Well, I think um, what we don't realize in this country is that the, the presidency, the office of it has been changed forever. Well, regardless if he's reelected or not, it's been changed forever because of what you said is that now all these things that were considered completely abnormal, that were considered to be crossing the lines of decorum will be regularly accepted. And people seem to think that people who have authoritarian personalities are just anomaly, uh, anomalies or a glitch in the system. And usually what happens is it only encourages and welcomes and breeds more authoritarianism. And so um, I think that's the part that we have to be really, really careful about. But from now on out, I mean, he is just totally either broken so many rules, ushering in so much corruption that somebody can always point to an example and say, oh, but you let this guy get away with it. And so it's never going to mean the same because of the lack of accountability that there has been in the office. And people will think that certain behaviors are completely, um, you know, okay and normal. And we'll fast back to this moment 20 years from now where um, it may possibly be even worse and say, oh, yeah, you know, um, there people won't believe us when we said there was a time where the president actually completed sentences and they make sense. <laughs> and, Wait, you mean to say that people are going to retcon the presidency? I don't <laughs> believe that for a second. Right. As, as it happens with George W. Bush every single day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he lived through eight years of Will Ferrell's George Bush impression only to flash, like fast forward 12 years and we're like, you know what? His paintings aren't guy. that bad. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. paintings. His dad was kind of cool. He did that really <laughs> right. awesome opening pitch at the Texas Rangers game. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's no question the like of anybody that's gained anything out of this. It's definitely <laughs> George Bush. Like he suddenly is looking like a genius. Like I remember, it was just normal to consider him to be stupid, and everybody would like laugh about it. And now everybody's like, you know what? He was kind of brilliant. We actually did not realize <laughs> what we had. We had no idea. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's kind of another way that things will be just drastically different because we will look back at other people and be like, you know what? Ronald Reagan possibly having Alzheimer's disease while in office. That wasn't so bad. Like that was, <laughs> like, that was not that bad. It was just like, he uh, just really wanted to go to space. That's nothing compared to some of the things that we have faced. And I'm so glad you brought that up about the reasons we used to eliminate presidential candidates because I'm old enough to remember Howard Dean. He got eliminated off a yell. Yell in a distinguished way. (laughs) (laughs) He had had a a viral moment and it was like he was done. Gary Hart. Yeah, it was it. He was out of there. It's like, no, he can't leave. He he can't leave. He yells too loud. Gary Hart got eliminated because a woman was a picture, a photo of a woman on his lap. I was like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, this president has paid off a porn star. And it's like, yeah, oh, well. It's like, what? And the, the Howard Dean thing, like, that was before, like, social media. Like, I yeah. feel like there was, like, uh, the biggest thing was, like, Jib Jab doing the... <laughs> the music videos with like John Kerry and George Bush, like this land is, is my land thing. And like, that's as viral as something would go is that if it appeared on jib jab. And I think Howard Dean did scream in that jib jab video. And like, if, if that happened now, it would just be like a half a day of people talking about it. Then everyone would just forget about it. Right. It'd just be a meme for a little while. And then that would be it. I mean, yeah. Obama's biggest scandal was like, yeah, he wore a tan suit. Like <laughs> he wore a tan suit and it was on Fox. Like, all day it was like wow that's that we traded that in for this all right all right good job america good job the funny thing as well is is the is like the hypocrisy when people point at like people try that now like you had mentioned how how the bar is is so low and so people are still trying they're acting like it's it's like five or six years ago when you could point out hypocrisy and maybe get somewhere and so you try to do it now and everyone's just like well 
yeah, but we, we don't care anymore. Like yeah. with everything that's happening, it just doesn't yeah. matter anymore. So you just see people doing it and it's just like, it, it doesn't work. You keep trying it. It's just not working, you know? And we're, I mean, we're up here in Canada kind of watching from a, a bit of a distance, I guess, but it, it's just like, that, that's all we see on, on social media pretty much. Just, just logging into Twitter every day. And that's oh, all I see. I'm so so jealous you have Justin Trudeau. So jealous. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, he did, uh, he did blackface. Uh, he likes to, uh, he likes to culturally appropriate himself anywhere he goes. Uh, he will kayak up to you and say hello. Uh, but he, he can complete a sentence and, uh, he just, uh, didn't he announce today that he's extending the, the Serb benefits or whatever because of COVID. Didn't someone say that? Yeah, oh, I haven't, I, yeah, I've not checked the news today. So <laughs> who checked the news? Who gives I a know. shit? But no, I, I honestly like, yeah, it, it, Trudeau is not great, but he's doing if you're in Trump's shadow, it's a good place to be right now. It is yeah. nice and shady in there. He's sipping pina coladas and living the dream. <laughs> well, right now, um, you know, it, it, it feels it feels like you guys got, you know, Halle Berry and I don't know. We got, <laughs> you got Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> right. we, got, we got Halle Berry and Monsters Ball and you have Halle Berry and Catwoman. <laughs> no. we, got, we have Halle Berry and you guys have uh, Stacey Dash. <laughs> okay. Wow. That, Maybe. That's that good. actually might be, yeah. That's that. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that one, <laughs> right? I'm like, ooh, that's the <laughs> one. Point of disagreement. But that's, no. that's the, the well done. That's the one right there. Uh, yeah. We may as well end on that high note and move right into our social media updates. What a good segue! Boy, was it smooth? Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. All right, Jamel, we always like to start with the guest. Now, we've obviously been talking about social media a lot, but what is what is currently going on on, on your social media? Uh, so right now, um, there's a lot going on because uh, today the Kentucky Attorney General announced that there would be no, certainly no murder charges filed in the case involving Breonna Taylor, which was a, a big deal, obviously, here in the States. Um, and that there will be, I think, three charges filed against the officer because he shot, because um, some of the bullets that he shot uh, hit the walls of the apartment. So the apartment walls got more protection than Breonna Taylor. Yeah. And that was valued a little bit more. So people, of course, are very upset. Uh, there's a lot of protesting going on in, in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Uh, so the feed is dominated by that. And also the president saying uh, today that he would not um, uh, that he would not peacefully transition out of the White House if he loses, which is not a surprise. But yet, you know, people pretend like they are surprised. So there's there's kind of, you know, it, it um the beauty of, of of Twitter used to be that we'd have these yeah, it'd be serious conversations, but it'd be times where we would have like a completely silly, like ridiculous moment and it would last all day and it'd be funny as hell. But those moments have not happened often in 2020, just between the, the, the civil unrest, um, the racial reckoning, COVID-19. This has just been the heaviest year that I can possibly remember maybe, maybe in my life. And so, um, yeah, on every given day, the feed is just like one, are you shitting me moment after another? <laughs> so today is no different. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been rough. Like I, I remember, you know, yeah, like even three or four years ago, whenever it was like, uh, the llamas escaping, for instance, right. That was, oh, and, that, and that, that was, was like right. a day, you know, that was yes. a whole day. And that's just yes. like, you know, you, you find, you, you, there's, hey, there's... Stephen, uh, save the llama for your mama. That's Am true. I right? I like hey, that. 7,000 retweets. Bingo, bango. We're done. I'm out of here. Peace out. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's been, it's, it's been a hell of a year for sure. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, tra transitioning to, to working from home because of COVID. Uh, obviously, George Floyd, everything that's happening. Um, you know, it's, it's not... Social media, like it, it, people who maybe just joined social media three years ago might find this hard to believe, but it actually did used to be fun. There, there was there was fun <laughs> yeah, stuff. Online. It was. It was like, when did you join? Like I joined Twitter in 2009 and Twitter was like a totally different place then. Same. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, like we couldn't you couldn't. First of all, you couldn't even retweet 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could, but like the retweet, the retweet comment thing, like wasn't a thing, right? At all. You had, you had to manually retweet people where you had yes, to, you had to, you had to I like, remember like you'd, you'd cut, you'd cut the like prepositions out of their yes. sentences so you could <laughs> no, fit in your little joke. Characters. You yeah. know, you'd be, you'd be like, oh, like you'd, you'd tag the joke, but you'd RT it and just cut out like all the ins and thes right. and ats. And so, <laughs> what's the least number of words in which this tweet yeah. will make sense so that I can get my little tag. And, and it counted the the person's username as part of the yep, character yeah, as well. which was <laughs> yeah. huge that was huge so like that was a much more innocent time in twitter and then every day it would just get to a point where yeah it'd be some serious I- issues or whatnot but like twitter after dark was like the best and so that's when it was like really fun and progressively obviously as it got more popular and um you know it started being using being used in different ways you know, to either like bash people that the word I hate cancel people because that's not a thing and all these other things. It's like, it became, it just strayed further and further what it used to be in 09. But believe it or not, there was a time where Twitter was purely, purely fun. And I, I miss those days for sure. I remember when like Twitter for me, the biggest draw was like, whoa, celebrities are on there and they might see my, see what I said. <laughs> what? Now in 2020, it's like, well, what celebrity is going to disappoint me today? Yeah. What are they going to say where I'm going to be like, well, I can't enjoy any of their work anymore. <laughs> Great. But yeah, that was the big, I mean, I can, I mean, this is fucking pathetic, but like, well, Jamel, there's a long history of, of this on the show. My girlfriend for my birthday last year found a bunch of my old tweets from like 2009 Oh, and, no. <laughs> um, I was really into Entourage at the time. So I was doing a lot of like uh, at replying to people who were in Entourage, <laughs> which is so embarrassing, um, like so embarrassing. But even worse, even worse, uh, I can remember having real life conversations where I would discuss like celebrities or bands I liked or whatever who had either liked or interacted with me on Twitter. That was like something <laughs> I would talk about in life. <laughs> I can remember I can remember being like, oh, Fleet Foxes. Yeah, one one time the lead singer of Fleet Foxes replied to me twice on Twitter. That's something I said in real life to another person. <laughs> but you know what? I bet you the reaction, there was no condemnation. Yeah, no, there was no condemnation. It was just, but people would be like, they weren't even on Twitter. So they were just oh. like, who can't, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, no, like he's on there. And I said like, hey, I really like this song. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, it was like a crazy song. And I was like, it is a crazy song. Like, Thanks, dude. You know, or whatever. And then I'd be like, yeah, oh, my God. Wow. I, I remember trying to have conversations on there because they didn't have. I mean, Twitter threading is like a recent invention in the, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. And so you'll go back and you'll and you'll see like old posts from people. And it's like clearly a reply because it's them like adding someone, but you, there's no way to tell who they are tweeting at because right. they, they were never threaded. And I, I, I joined in 2010 and I'm trying to remember, like, like it was, it was like hard keeping track of conversations. And you also had to do the thing where uh, if you wanted people to see your reply to someone, you'd have to put like the dot in front of it. Oh, and that was I mean, always that's... kind of embarrassing too, because yeah. <laughs> then your feed could see like, oh, they put the dot in front because they really wanted everyone to see yeah. that they were tweeting this thing to this person. It's like, oh my god, oh, I mean, such I'm, innocent I'm, times. I know. I yeah. mean, I'm embarrassing now, but I was like so embarrassing then. I think. Um, yeah, Stefan, that's, that's uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I feel like it, it is nice though that we are talking about the lighter days of Twitter because I think both Stefan and mine social media updates are a little bit more on the lighter side of things. Stefan, what's uh, what's going on on your social media? So there's these two. I think they're twin brothers who are on they TikTok. Are twins, yes. Okay, uh, Jamel, how familiar are you with uh, with TikTok? Do you know any of the the characters I, um, of TikTok? It's one of those. I feel like old woman yelling at cloud. Like I pledged to never join videos that i see but that's the extent of my knowledge of tiktok yeah like both both john and i are 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 well past the age of of being able to join tiktok but i i I think i have is uh my clock there you go and and uh, and i can still read it so how about that how about that kids i i feel like all i know about tiktok is just what is filtered through twitter at me and so it's all it's always like the weirdest stuff 
Um, yeah. But there's there's these two twin brothers, uh, and I believe they're they're from like so. Jamel, we're up in uh, Vancouver, uh, Canada, and I think these guys are both from Vancouver as well. They Is that are. right, John? They are. Yeah. I have some. I, I I will give some background information, but we'll we'll watch the videos first, and then uh, and then I'll fill you in. Okay. Yes, and they J- are from Jamel, you, you you may have seen some of their videos going around. They've been uh, uh, going around the past week or so. Uh, okay. And it's it's the two guys recording themselves answering like very 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 easy trivia questions. <laughs> uh, and I it's it's unclear to me. I mean, we can watch it. It's unclear to me if this is a bit. That's that's all I'll say. Uh, so if you if uh, Dan sent the link uh, to the the video in the chat there, um, so we can go there and he'll play the videos. Uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, it's it's very pure, I guess. I mean, I I hope it's not a bit. If it is a bit, I think it's still very funny. But it's about a hundred okay. times funnier if it is a bit. Uh, so do you have the the screen up in front of you, Jamel? Yep, I do. Okay. Uh, here we go, Dan. How many hours are there in two days? Oh, I don't even know how much is in one. Uh, 32. Two. two. How are we supposed to know? <laughs> Who painted the Mona Lisa? Oh, Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Da, da Vinci? Vinci? When did the Cold War end? <laughs> uh, summer. Summer. I mean, that's oh. good. What's the name of the famous big clock in London? <laughs> big Ted. <laughs> on which continent is the South Pole? The South bottom. America! <laughs> what? Where's that? How many years are there in a millennium? A million! <laughs> what do tadpoles turn into? Butterflies. Oh, you got it. Frogs? <laughs> that flows from a volcano. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> is hot too. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so I, mean, I mean, Sriracha is hot too. So they are, they are That's correct. That's a good point. Yeah, they're not wrong on that one. Uh, and we got the second one as well, Dan, if you want to show that, uh, just to really drive the point home. <laughs> How many days are in a year? It's a lot. I actually don't know. Uh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> 324. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> what money is in Germany? Uh, cash? A million. A million. Easy. Really hung up on the, the, the mill. Really like the mill million, million thing. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. Blood. Um, blood. It's blood. blood. I know it's blood. Which star is at the center of our solar system? Which star? The North Star. The North Star. <laughs> the North Star is Which actually like is such an educated guess sun. for them, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A yellow fruit. Uh, I don't know. Is there one? Orange. Wait. uh, (laughs) What? Yellow fruit. What is it? Yellow apple. (laughs) Yellow apple again. (laughs) I mean, technically true. That is true. Uh, But John, you have some you have some backstory on these guys, right? Yeah. So, okay. So these two guys are, uh, yeah, they're wrestlers, uh, from Vancouver. So they wrestle in a, in, I, I believe a now defunct, uh, wrestling federation called extreme Canadian championship wrestling. Uh, and, uh, they, so they're 28. I'll get that out there right away. So okay. they look like, you know, they're 28 years old. <laughs> um, so what I have been told is that they like, this is pr- at least the Da Vinci one. So they went viral for the Da Vinci one where who painted the Mona Lisa Da Vinci. It's it's believed that that is a bit. However, I've been told that that is not far off from how dumb they are. So like the questions about like how many days are in a year, I'm willing to bet they actually don't know the answer to that. Um, They are obviously identical twins. All they know about is wrestling. They don't know any other pop culture. (laughs) They don't know anything else about anything else. They only know stuff about wrestling and they sleep in bunk beds. Uh, No, come on. Yes, they do. 100% they sleep (laughs) in bunk beds, 28 years old. And I was told that they, if you're hanging out with them, apparently they're very, very nice guys. They're like super fun to be around. Nice guys. Everyone in ECCW loves them. But when you hang out with them, 
it's like they're like that all the time and they also get very excited by simple things so like <laughs> an example i was given was like um you, they'd be on the road and they'd go to wendy's and wendy's would have like a new burger so they would order the new burger and then as they were eating it the whole time they're eating it both of them are like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever tasted this tastes so good and then the other one would be like it does taste so good it's amazing and they just like go back and forth like that and apparently it's crazy so that's what i learned that's all, all that information is from good friend of the show josh custodio who's a, a big wrestling fan I, I do get real uh zoolander vibes from those guys that's a that's a perfect description yeah. that's what i got too yeah yeah <laughs> i think when because there was that moment on twitter not that long ago where people were talking about like himbos and i know Stefan, the one of those videos is from a tweet where it was like imagine like being this much of a himbo or whatever like i feel yeah. like that is those two are living the they're living the gimmick they're the himbos to the extreme yeah that's like the dictionary definition of Stefan. maybe of you and i should become himbos that sounds like a lot of work though, you know, because we'd have to become dumber and we'd have to work out. And both of those things, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, I think becoming dumber would be pretty easy. It's the working out part that we yeah, would probably I guess be pretty bad at. That's true. Yeah, that is a good point. Okay, well, we, we can we can get like halfway there, I think. Yeah, we'll get halfway there. We'll get halfway <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. John, what's happening on your social media? Well, I retweeted this tweet uh, a couple days ago, which is very funny. Uh, Jamel, are you familiar with Terry Fox? Uh, I feel like I am, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So Terry Fox, uh, cause we have a lot of American listeners who may not know Terry Fox is, is a Canadian hero. He often is in the discussion for like greatest Canadian of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was uh, a young man who was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, sarcoma in his leg. And he had to have his leg amputated. And at the time this was in, I believe the seventies, um, you know, cancer research hadn't really gotten anywhere yet. Or it wasn't like a big thing. Not that many people had cancer. So he, his idea was that he wanted to raise $1 for every person in Canada at the time for cancer research, which was $24 million. And his, uh, his like, solution for doing this was that he was going to run across Canada in what he called the Marathon of Hope. And he ran one marathon a day every day for 143 days, I believe, until eventually he succumbed to his cancer and he died about halfway across Canada. Now, he, in his legacy, there's been like the Terry Fox Foundation set up. It's now raised over $750 million for cancer. So he's like a big Canadian hero. And every year people raise money by doing Terry Fox runs like at school and stuff. So if you're in like, you know, grade five or whatever, your class will do a Terry Fox run and you'll raise money for Terry Fox. So someone tweeted, uh, a Canadian immigrant tweeted that when they were in kindergarten, they didn't speak English very well. And when the teacher told them that they were doing the Terry Fox run, they thought it meant that they had to run across Canada. <laughs> oh, no. The Terry Fox run. <laughs> Usually the one for charity is like you just do a lap around the school or whatever. Oh, and they were like, no. oh, my God, I have to run across Canada, <laughs> which is like such a beautiful, I think, like childlike thing to think. Yeah. You know, it just the, the tweet warmed my heart because I love Terry Fox. If you're an American listening to this, uh, there's a great 30 for 30 on Terry Fox called Into the Wind. Yeah. I can fill you in about all the stuff. I think Steve through. Nash produced it. Didn't Steve he? Nash. Okay. So that's why I, that's that's yeah. I heard it. I heard the name. Yeah. When you said the name, I was this name. Okay. Got yeah, it. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So it is like, you know, he's an amazing, amazing okay. guy. So I love to think about him. And I, and I also love to think about stupid things that kids say. And that really was like just a beautiful coalition of the two. So it made me, it made me thrilled. I don't know that I really had like anything when I was a kid that, that was like that for me. I was trying to like, think about it. Do you guys have anything like that? That you like misinterpreted something? Yeah. Just like, that in, like, you a was, like true way. and it was like really not true at all. Oh, mm, I, I feel like it was definitely some stuff, but um, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I just remember as a kid and I blame the the, the group Genesis for this, as in Phil Collins. Yeah. Um, that video they did with the puppets and it was about the world ending. And this is the world we live in. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of that song, but I was convinced that we were going to get in World War Three and we were going to be blown up like I was. <laughs> in fear of this forever and all it took was me watching that video like one time and i was like we all gonna die this is it this is 
It's the end. <laughs> the Russians are getting us. It's over. World War Three is starting. Nuclear bombs, because the whole premise behind it was that Ronald Reagan, again, our favorite person on this podcast, yeah. as we mentioned, <laughs> was that because he was not smart enough to handle nuclear codes and nuclear weapons, he was going to accidentally blow us up. So I actually thought for quite a bit of my younger childhood that Ronald Reagan was going to accidentally cause World War Three and um, totally blow up this entire planet. Thank you, Genesis. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, this is sort of along the same lines. This is more something that really scared me as a child. But uh, in the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the scene where Christopher Lloyd uh, dips the shoe into the dip uh, is like, I think it's still scary now. But as like a six-year-old boy watching it, I, I, I couldn't sleep for like two days. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. That movie gave me nightmares. And I, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But like, that was a legitimately terrifying movie. Is it because wow. Jessica Rabbit was too hot? Well, I, I, so I, scared. I had, I had my, I, I, I had my thing for Jessica Rabbit, but no, it was, it was Christopher Lloyd when his eyes were bugging out and when he was, when he was, uh, when he dipped the shoe in, I mean, that, that scared the shit out of me. That was horrifying. That's fair, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Jessica Rabbit really, really woke up a lot of, uh, a I, lot of I, I think that's, I think that's true. John, <laughs> did you have any specific uh childhood misinterpretations i i thought the i thought the traffic lights were controlled by little dudes who sat in the traffic lights okay (laughs) yeah i I mean of course like when you're a kid you can't (laughs) grasp like you can't grasp like traffic lights having like a sensor pad or like anything like that so i just thought that they were like little dudes that like maybe lived inside the traffic lights (laughs) And I don't know how I thought that they were like so small or whatever, um, but they were just like, I don't know. I just thought that they sat inside the traffic lights. They would look at the, the they, they would sit inside the traffic lights. They would look at how many cars were in line and then they'd be like, okay, we got to turn it yellow. <laughs> and I also thought that you couldn't turn your car unless the turn signal was on. Oh, like it, it allowed it allowed you to turn. That allowed sort of, you to turn. As I think that sort of makes sense to a kid. That that makes sense from a, from a child's point of view. And then you yeah. drive as an adult for one day, and you're like, "Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all." Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it was. I've been trying to block those things from my memory. And speaking of being blocked, now how's that for a segue? A Let's segue. move on to our so block they pay you the <laughs> Did you tweet? You brought receipts, Blocktail. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a Blocktail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a Blocktail. Okay, now this is exciting uh, to me, particularly Jamel, because obviously this is how this happened. You you tweeted about being blocked by a particular guy, and we're going to get into that. And I reached out and said, hey, you should come on the podcast. You said, let's do it. And then what I really appreciated is that then you didn't tell the story on Twitter. Like it looked like you were getting primed to tell the story and then you didn't. And I like to believe it was because you were saving it for us. So I'm very excited to hear (laughs) this whole story uh, told in full by you now. Um, Well, now I'm very uh, anxiety ridden because (laughs) I I was like, oh, snap, I let me think of some things to add to this story. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if it's going to live up to the billing, but um, it will. It will. yeah, hopefully I'll just try to tell it in a very performative way. So maybe that it will. <laughs> so I might use hand puppets and like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well don't do that because then a kid might think it's World War Three. That yeah, is I mean, true. You're right. Let me that. learn from my own uh, <laughs> destroyed childhood. So, um, Essentially, I, I did not realize this was the case, but Travis Tritt, the country singer, who, one, I had no idea was on Twitter at all. Um, and James Wood, who has uh, the actor James Wood, who has been, I mean, a while ago. I, that's the, the other thing about social media. I, I think you guys brought this up earlier is that you suddenly in social media, you figure out that some of your favorites are like batshit crazy. And you're just yeah. like, oh, my God, James Woods is insane. Like, it was like he is like deep conspiracy deep state like insane yeah um 
it's just I used like, to think I used to think he was a like a really good actor, like in yeah. Casino and stuff. But he plays like the insane like pimp in Casino, and I was like, oh wait, is is he just that's he's just like that? I think right. He's like he's playing himself. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what this yeah. is, right? So um, just like Chuck Woolery, you figure out like, oh my god, I didn't know oh. the two and two guy was like out of his mind. Like <laughs> yeah, we what just, is uh, this? Chuck Woolery was a block on this show three episodes ago. Yeah, so what? yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> He, well, cause he promotes, a, apparently I, I, we don't live in America, but he promotes like a line of catheters. Apparently Wait, it's what? like, a, yeah, it's like apparently like an easy to use, like, or, or like a, it's like a new mouse trap, but for catheters yeah. and Chuck Woolery is the spokesman of it. And so our guest had like bugged Chuck about being the spokesman <laughs> for a catheter company and Chuck blocked him. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> okay. I did not know that. I know that, uh, you know, he was one of those, you know, he's a big Trump supporter and he was one of those who was wailing against COVID-19 and unfortunately his son got it. And so um, yeah. that created uh, a lot of, you know, very uh, uncompassionate uh, sort of responses toward him or whatever. So I, at any rate, so Travis Tritt and James Woods apparently were going around blocking people who they considered to be, I guess, um, you know, a part of this resistance or part of this anti-Trump resistance or whatever. And so, you know, a lot of people, I just was seeing it all over my feed. People were like, hey, I've been blocked by James Woods. Hey, I've been blocked by Travis Tritt. And I'm like, oh, okay. And as it became apparent is that they were blocking people who discussed social justice or were anti-Trump or whatever. There was definitely a theme and a pattern of who they were blocking. And I'm thinking, I mean, there's no way I'm blocked, but let me just check just to see. And so I checked and it was like, holy shit, Travis Trent blocked me. <laughs> and I thought this was really hysterical because a few years ago, um, I went to the Kentucky Derby for the first time. Um, this would have been, I believe, 2015, I think it was. And um, it was kind of cool. Uh, one thing that definitely happens and a benefit to being on television, I was at ESPN for a long time, is that when you sometimes when you say stuff and you put it out there and you're on TV and you're in a big network on ESPN, people give you free things and it's amazing. So um, <laughs> so I happened to mention how I'd never been to the Kentucky Derby and it was a big sporting weekend because it was the Kentucky Derby. It was uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. And it was also the NFL draft. So this is like the big sports weekend of the year. And I was like, you know what? If I had to choose, if I had one ticket to go to something, if I had to choose one ticket for something, I would pick the Kentucky Derby because I'd never been. Lo and behold, the Kentucky Derby people reach out to me and they're like, please come be our guest. And I'm like, yes, free shit. Absolutely. I will come Hell be yeah. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> Mint in there. Juleps all weekend. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Mint juleps and gambling. A great combination. I'm <laughs> in. So um, and what you realize is that even though this is horse racing, this is in the South, it's like it is a very wide, diverse group of people that go to the Kentucky Derby. It is a party, you know, and so um you know, I got VIP for everything, and that included being in the VIP VIP section of the Kentucky Derby, where up there was like Tom Brady. I mean, this is what I mean about eclectic mix. It was like Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, a couple other of the New England Patriots, but then it was like um, a, a couple members of Boys to Men, and <laughs> I mean, like oh, yeah. it was. I, I don't know why, like it just the mixture of people that you get sometimes in a room. It's like, oh my god, this is okay. I get it now. So it was like Aaron Rodgers, like all these superstar athletes and all um, musicians or whatever. And one of the people who was in the area that I was in was Travis Tritt. And so, I, I, you know, I'm not a big I would not profess to be a big country music fan. I'm a casual observer of country music. I know who Travis Tritt is. I knew who he was then. And so um, I, I wound up. I I think I introduced myself to him and I was like, oh, hey, you know, um, I think I said I was a big fan, which is clearly a lie. I'm not a big fan of Travis <laughs> Tritt. I just, I just knew who he was. And I'm not saying that just because he blocked me. It's like, it was one of those things where like, what else am I going to say? Like, oh shit, you're Travis Tritt. But I could name one song right now. My life depended on it, but it's all good, <laughs> right? So, you know, and he was very nice and I'm, we, I had, can't find it. In fact, well, no, actually I do know where it is. Now I just thought of where it is. It's a photo of us together at the Kentucky Derby. Like, you know, mint juleps are, are flying. Everybody's like having a good time. I walked away like, yo, this dude is mad cool. I like Travis Trent. Like, boom, big ups to him. Only to go and be like, this motherfucker blocked me? Are you serious? And so, but, and so I said on Twitter, 
I said, you know what? The funny thing is, is that I met Travis Tritt and I thought he was a nice guy. Now I'm just going to go around telling people he's a humongous asshole. And because, <laughs> you know, I, I found out one of the flaws other than blocking me for no reason, other than the fact that I don't like his president, is that, um, and not that I care, because I didn't even know he was on Twitter. So I, I really could give less than a shit if he blocks me or not. But be, just further proving about why I'm a bad judge of character is like, did he like tweets back? Um, about like you see this spreading more fake news and vicious lies. I'm like asshole. It was a joke. Like yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't. You don't even matter enough to me to be going around lying on you and telling people that you're an asshole. Like who cares? So um, I've been blocked and apparently admonished by Travis Tritt, despite the fact that I had a perfectly lovely experience meeting him at the Kentucky Derby. So there is the story. That's a great story. He's, he's an interesting guy. Like I, we don't, I, I can't speak for John, but I didn't really know who he was. Uh, John did not. Well, the only reason I know of Travis Tritt is because of the is because of the doctored photo of him that always goes around. And he I mean, he plays into it. He's always like, this isn't me. This isn't a real photo of me. I would never get my makeup done like this. It's like, dude, it's, this and, is what they want. This so is that's what we the want. one where it's the side by side photos where yes. one is slightly more airbrushed than yes. the extremely <laughs> airbrushed original. Do you remember? Well, Stefan, you might be too young, but do you remember in elementary school and even high school, you could pay pay a little extra on your school photos to have like a sheen on it to like, and it was supposed to make it like if you had acne, it would make it look like less like you had acne. It looked I feel like, like I just missed out on that. I think I feel oh, like, Mel, did you have that? No, I didn't. I was oh, like, wow. wow. I mean, granted I, I'm a thousand years old. So like, well, this is, I mean, you, yeah. you and I are less than a decade apart, so I didn't know, but yeah, we, we definitely, we had a, like, we had a, a photo option and I think it was, yeah, it was like three or $4 more and you'd get the photos. And honestly, it just kind of looked like they blurred the photo just ever so slightly. And in the whole, like the, it said literally like on the order form, like if you have acne or like, like, this is perfect. If you have acne or there's like blemishes on your face on photo, like, are you worried about blemishes on photo day? Like select this option <laughs> and we can like, it looked like that to me. So, but yes, yeah, Stefan, that those are the pictures we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Because if you, I Google image search, uh, uh, Travis Tritt, uh, he's got a very unique look, but uh, like he is the most airbrushed man alive. I think <laughs> like every single photo it's, it's incredible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely like impressed by, by uh, how airbrushed the photos are. But yeah, the, the one he, he posted this uh, September 7th of this year, he said, just for clarification, more proof of the dishonesty of the left. Here is the original photo of me next to the doctored version that is being circulated by the left in an attempt to try to hum humiliate me. Exposing <laughs> these frauds for the liars they are is so easy. And then he posted the picture so people could like see it and like post it more and more and like make fun of him for it. And so all the replies are people just being like, yeah, you look, you look pretty nice. In the super airbrush restaurant Travis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he possesses that. That's what makes it funnier is that uh, he clearly takes himself very seriously. And yeah. he obviously takes his politics very seriously that he can't even like run with the joke. It's like, dude, nobody cares about you, man. It's like you're taking yourself way too seriously. Yeah, what? it's the it's the it's the Trump supporter thing of thinking everything is like a, a conspiracy from the left too. instead of him. <laughs> being sort of like thin skinned online and people be realizing he's a thin skinned famous person online and being like, okay, well, we're going to kind of poke at him some more because it's, it's funny. And we're going to post this picture of him where he's super airbrushed. And he thinks it's like Antifa. Like he thinks it's a hundred percent Antifa conspiracy. It's just, down. It's, just <laughs> it's just people like me. Like, yeah. it's just funny <laughs> yeah i love that uh, and and i just it's so funny to me that they would blow completely past like any idea that it would be a joke just to try and like like do they not understand that that if you if they just sat back for one second and went like wait a minute if this is a joke i'm just giving them what they want right like they, it's, it's like right. somehow that, like it is so in their mind that it's not a joke that they feel like oh i i have to expose this for the for the lie that it yeah. is you know it's like how, like how does your brain get there how do you completely lose that like sense of humor side of your brain it's yeah. like maybe people are just like taking the piss here you know <laughs> um, it's so weird to me we got a great listener block this week as well and i feel like this is one that a lot of our listeners will um you know we'll find some like commonality and this one comes in from andrew and this is a very recent one so sometimes you know i'm reading blocks that people have sent in like six weeks ago this one came in six hours ago and it was so good <laughs> that i was just like we got to read it uh and i we also have to read it because this is my dream guest 
of the show. Okay. Uh, so the, the, the subject line is blocked for respecting Tony Hawk. Okay. Um, and so this is, <laughs> this is from Andrew and he says, uh, in 2016 or so, I found myself at one of those parties where all the lights are on. The music is quiet and people do conversation starter, icebreaker type games. As someone who is petrified of sincerity, being asked earnest questions with the lights up is extremely not my scene. We were all supposed to go around and say who we think is the greatest living person, which like already this sounds like the weirdest party on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone start. I'll start. Who's the greatest living person? Um, So he said, after a bunch of Pope Francis's Obama's and maybe a Malala, it was my turn. Naturally, I said that Tony Hawk was the greatest living person. Okay. Because he is. Everyone assumed I was joking and asked me to give my real answer. I insisted that Tony Hawk was my real answer. The longer I refused to change my answer, the more riled up everyone else got until they asked me to leave. I was blocked from attending any of these people's future parties. Wow. Oh my God. That's spectacular. And what do they have against Tony Hawk? Good Lord. Yeah. Tony Hawk is the best. He's He's my dream guest for the show, Jamel. That's why that's he's my number one. I think he's he's just like wonderful. He just seems so pure. He's so Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They hate it. They're like, nope, you gotta say Malala or Barack. Those are the only two acceptable answers. Or Pope Francis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just kind of glossed over that there. one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, great, great block, Andrew. Um, if you're listening to the show and you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com, or you can fill out the form on our website, which is blockedparty.com. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com/blockedparty, where five dollars a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every month. This month, we've had a busy month. We just had Taylor Lorenz on uh, a very special cameo episode of the show, where we review a bunch of very bad celebrity shout outs uh we also uh we just released the block party D episode episode two with jamie loftus and branson reese that was a ton of fun uh and we've got you know a, a ton of stuff going on over there i think at this point we've got like almost 60 back episodes too so as soon as you start donating you get access to everything so you can head on over to patreon.com slash block party check that out you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at block party pod jamel we always like to finish the show with a top three suggested by our guest uh what do you have for us please okay um so this can be a top three in like any category any, any category li- you name the category any- and then we all name our top three of that category okay all right i just wanted to make sure that i had the uh the category right um top three dorito brands Oh, or flavors, yes. Dorito flavor. Excuse me. Yes. Ooh, we haven't had this one. That's surprising, and I like this. Uh, Jamel, start with your number three, please. Okay, my number three would actually be the original nacho cheese Doritos. Good call. It's, it's a classic. You can't go yeah. wrong with it. Can't go yeah. wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Okay, I gotta, I gotta think this through here. I think I, number- I already know. I am going to absolutely fucking piss people off with my number one and i'm oh, very God. excited <laughs> oh goodness so my number three i think this is a reasonable one this is the i don't know if they still make this uh but this is the doritos roulette do you do you remember this where it was if this maybe this was a canada only thing it mm. potentially was but what it was is it was like normal like nacho doritos uh, or like slightly spicy Doritos, I think. And then every like 10 chips or so was like unbelievably like mouth burningly spicy. And so the idea is it's like roulette, like you you have it a bag with your friends or whatever you're watching the game. And it's possible that uh, uh, whatever chip you grab is going to be the spiciest chip you've ever had. So I like that one because it tasted good, but it also sort of added a, like a game aspect to eating chips, which I appreciate. Well, I, I'd love that idea, but I don't think we I, I've never seen that in, in the States. And hopefully we did get it and I just missed it. But that sounds amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. John, number uh, three? my number three, uh, sweet chili heat. Ooh, I'm not mad at that. That's my number. I'm not three. Mad at that. That's, That's reasonable. Number, the yeah. number yeah. one is what's going to piss people off. But number <laughs> three, sweet chili heat. Uh, I don't really like Doritos. Uh, people are going to be mad that I said okay, that too. Okay, that's that's cause yes. to be mad at you. Okay, I, I understand. So <laughs> that's the other thing I want to say is like I'm not Doritos are never like the first type of chip that I'm going to reach for when I go to buy a chip. Um, I my <laughs> my favorite flavor of chips. You ready for this? Oh, original 
Come on, That's my favorite flavor. You can't original. Special. Original what? Just, original uh, Miss Vicky's original is is like my favorite favorite. But like <laughs> of any chip brand, I prefer the original to most any flavor. Unbelievable. Anyway, wow. just just want to say that to really like annoy everyone that's listening. Uh, but yes, my number three, sweet chili heat. Jamel, your number two. Okay, my number two is uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. That's my nice. number two. Okay. That's yeah, was, was that two. was that discontinued and brought back? I feel like it disappeared for a while. I don't think it has. I mean, it's never disappeared from any grocery store I've been <laughs> in. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, there is a downside. Is like it literally makes your breath smell like the fifth circle of hell. However, oh, yeah. However, it's worth it. I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're getting to the age now where it's just like you can just tell your partner to like take the night off. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm eating a bag of Cool Ranch, babe. So just don't, don't even look at me. You know, it's fine. I'll be fine in the morning. I'll wake up. I'll double brush. We'll God, I, I think I know what your number one is, John. Can I just ask you? Is it discontinued? Is it no longer? No, no. no. Okay, okay. Because my number two is discontinued, and it's, uh, it's Doritos 3D. Oh, do I do remember Doritos 3D. Yeah, was that what was That's that? That's a bold move. Do you have it to was put shaped, glasses on while you eat them? Well, it was shaped like, I mean, it was shaped like a 3D. I mean, it was, it wasn't a cube, was it? It was pointier than a cube. It had more points right. than a cube. It was some sort of a uh, heat. Like, were they small? It, it, like, were they, it, it, they small? No, they were, they were about this big. Like, I, okay. I feel like it was the size of a regular Doritos chip, but like rolled into uh, some sort of. 3D but not like a, but not like a tacky, like not like a roll. No, 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 no. Although I think they do that as well. But yes, they um, do now. They're called like tornadoes or something like that. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with Doritos 3D. Just, just the original Nacho Doritos 3D because that was when I saw that. I guess that came out when I was in like grade nine or something, and I remember seeing them at the store and being like, "Oh my god, that's the the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen." And it's like <laughs> it's just Doritos. It's just exactly the same. But at, at that age, it's like. They can make 3D chips? Holy shit. Sometimes the shape, shape can make all the difference, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's my um, number two. John? My number two, this is a discontinued, I think. Okay. This, I remember eating this when I was a kid. When I was a kid, they came out with um, Doritos flavors that were inspired by restaurants. So there was oh, like a okay. Pizza Hut Dorito. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. It was like a kind of like a tomato slash nacho cheese thing. It wasn't good. But they had yeah. a Taco Bell one which was extremely good. And I know Taco Bell now has the like, you know, Doritos Loco Taco or whatever. Yeah, the hell which are outstanding. Are they? Okay. Yeah. We don't, yeah. there's not too many Taco Bells in Canada. There's, there's so. one Taco Bell in all of Vancouver, unfortunately. And it's, what? And it's 30 minutes outside the city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I've never really had that, but I imagine it's like a similar flavor, but th- we're going back. Like this is in like 1998. And I remember it came in like an orange bag. And it just tasted like Doritos with taco seasoning on them. And it was fantastic. That's right. Yeah. That's my number two. Jamel, your number one. So my number one is spicy nacho cheese Doritos. Um, I, you know, I, I think I'm like, I love hot chips. The spicier, the better. And these, while they do have another one, that's another level up. I think they have flaming hot Doritos, but yeah, the flaming yeah. hot Doritos. Yeah, they're hot, but they're kind of like they're, the flavor just isn't there. But the spicy nacho ones perfect combination of the that flavor of dorito you love with the kick and so they're like my favorite doritos nice and I, th- I think i'm buying a bag of doritos after this it's been like two, it's been like two <laughs> years of people but... listening to this they're gonna be like at work like nowhere near doritos or in their car and they're gonna be like oh my god <laughs> uh my number one i had this so i i don't think they have this in canada i've looked for it i i haven't found it uh, but when I was in LA, I had this a few times and I loved it. It's the salsa verde Doritos. Oh, salsa verde. Yeah. That's oh my good, God. Yeah. Incredible. It's those are underrated. Very, very, very nice chip. Uh, and cause I'm, I can't do like, I, I did the, the Doritos roulette. I, I'm not super spicy. Um, the Doritos roulette was nice because it was like once in a while you get something very spicy. I can't do all the time spicy, but the salsa verde is like a nice level. Mm. Uh, and good looking bag too. It's like the forest green bag, you know, aesthetic wise. It's a good, yeah. it's a good chip bag. I love, it's a, an good attractive chip bag for sure. yeah. I love a good forest green. Okay. Well, <laughs> my number one, I thought this would piss people off, but it has already been mentioned and, oh. <laughs> and it got, it got rave reviews. So my number one is cool ranch. That's reasonable. That, that is not controversial. I just feel like people hate Cool Ranch, don't, don't they? Is that I feel like when I say Cool Ranch is my favorite Dorito, people look at me like I'm from Mars or something. 
Well, I think that's just because of you, like personally. I don't think it's the chip. <laughs> that is, that's something I do have to consider. That it could just be more of a John thing and less of a Dorito thing. I, I think uh, it's because yeah. it's such a strong allegiance to the nacho chip, yes. one, like in general. But like, I think Cool Ranch is a completely acceptable answer. Thank you. Okay, that makes me feel way better because I do love a good. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out of my way to get a Dorito, it's gonna be a Cool Ranch. And I like that Cool Ranch was like one of the, kind of the original flavors that they've stuck mm-hmm. with. Like to me, as someone who doesn't eat Doritos very often, it feels like they just change the flavors all the time. And maybe they don't, but the fact that we've already hit, talked about a couple discontinued ones, it just feels like Doritos is really like, oh, we got to just, we need a new chip every three months or something. <laughs> like, I like Cool Ranch was like, you know, they were there from the start, which I, which I appreciate. So uh, great top three, Jamel. Was a wonderful um, top thank three. you. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, well, I just would uh, want to encourage people to check out my own podcast, uh, which is Jamel Hill is Unbothered, a Spotify exclusive. And uh, also I have a show on Vice TV, um, which is coming on in about 45 minutes as we're taping this. Uh, it's, oh, called yeah. Stick to, yeah, it's called Stick to Sports with Carrie Champion, where we talk, where we do everything but stick to sports. So, <laughs> awesome. um, so yeah, so really proud of that. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. People can find me on social media. Um, already apologies if I reply to you because as John told you, you I it will be Charlottesville in your mentions. So sorry, sorry about that, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely right. But hey, we respect it. Uh thank you again, Jamel. This was so awesome to have you here. Thanks everybody for listening. Again, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. We'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.